Hey friends, welcome to episode 77 of the Badass Midlife Podcast. While it is great to have some goals and expectations, sometimes we don't even realize that we have these hidden goals and hidden expectations. And by having those, we can actually do some harm to the most important relationships in our life. We're gonna talk about that a little bit more today. Hey friends, welcome to the Badass Midlife Podcast. This is the place where we talk about midlife hangups, what to let go of, what to hang on to, and how to move on and actually do your midlife like a badass. Enjoy the show. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Hope that you have had a great week so far. I know it's been a busy one in our family. We had a wonderful wedding for one of our cousins this uh, weekend, and then my sister and I got to go see John Mulaney in concert, which was super fun too. Um, I love having a little bit of a busy weekend. So many of them are kind of just like mundane and boring and all that, um, but this one was good and um, you know, kind of has, has a lingering uh, positive effect. And I think that that's just another realization about how it's important to just stay busy, add some different things to your calendar so that, you know, you keep those neurons firing in your brain and you stay engaged and excited about life. But today we're going to talk about hidden expectations based on an article I read in Good Men Project, which is place where I have some of my own articles published. This one really is good, and I'm actually going to write a little bit about this too as it relates to midlife. But when we have expectations, we all have them, right? They're very, very uh, specific to us. And obviously, the older we get, the more we have them. And like I said earlier, there really isn't anything wrong with it. In fact, we kind of need to have those always just to kind of give us a little bit of a compass as to where we're going. We have expectations, right? We base those expectations on past life experiences. And so we have an idea that those expectations that we have are correct. And even though it doesn't feel like they are actually a tangible thing, that they're actually something that is kind of leading the way for things that we want or want the people that we love in our lives to do, they really are there. We're holding people accountable for meeting those expectations. And this can create some problems in a relationship, both for you, um, because you may be disappointed, but also the person that you are holding to this um, internal expectation that you have. And it could break down the relationship in a lot of different ways, in different ways, you know, whether it's um, your partner versus one of your kids or a friend, but it can definitely uh, make that other person feel like even though they're feeling on track, they look at you or they listen to you and the things that you're saying, and they just feel so off track and so like they disappointed you and really not great, not an awesome feeling. But if you want to really recognize if you're doing that, and a lot of times we don't think that we necessarily are, look at where you're continuously and repeatedly feeling something emotional in your life. And usually that is a really, really good sign that the reality of what's going on didn't live up to that internal hidden expectation that you had. 
So think about that. Like when you feel emotional turmoil in your life and it is about what someone else did, whether it's a partner, friend, cousin, sister, brother, whatever it is, your kid, um, when you feel those recurring themes of emotions that come up, whether it's worry, whether it's anger, whether it's frustration, whatever you feel and you feel it around this person, look at what you're expecting. Is there something that you are expecting that they aren't living up to? And really, it's just your definition. Really look at that feeling when it comes up and ask yourself, am I feeling this because this thing that happened is actually truly not a good thing? Or is it just because I had an idea of how this was gonna turn out and it didn't turn out that way and now I'm frustrated, I'm a little bit gonna project that on this person and now I have this feeling and they can feel it obviously because we think we're super awesome at just hiding how we feel. Sometimes we kinda don't want to with our kids, we want them to see it a little bit, um, which is kinda crazy, but that is what we do. We all do it, admit it. Um, but whenever you have that, here's the example that they give. Let's say you texted your friend and assumed that they would immediately return your text. And as more time passes, you get more and more frustrated. You thought in your mind, you had an expectation that because it was a text, that it would just get an immediate response. But did you let them know that you needed an immediate response or did you just drop that text in their feed, send it out, and just, you know, in their mind, they're like, oh, I'll get to that. It's the middle of my workday. I'll respond, whatever, right? So you are feeling a feeling based on an expectation. You're getting frustrated about you're going to create this big story. So disrespectful. Why can't you just answer? How hard is it? You know, if I wouldn't, if I didn't need to know, I wouldn't have asked, right? But you have an expectation in your mind that it should be answered immediately. And that's just a small example of what I'm talking about, about hidden expectations. And so, and how they can actually create this giant story. So one thing to look at is, what is the story that you're telling yourself? And realize that sometimes it is not true. You know, so we have this narrative about the text and it should have been uh, responded to in this amount of time. Why? Because that's what I expect. I expect that when somebody says, hey, do you want to go out for drinks tomorrow night? That I need to answer pretty quick because it's tomorrow night, you know, where someone else might be like, I don't know. I still need to talk to my family. I need to find out if, you know, that game is on. I need to find out still what my mom, whatever. You're going to have all these things, so I'm not going to answer till later tonight or first thing in the morning because I won't know these answers. And you know what? That's not what they expected, right? Somebody else expects one thing. I have one way that I think about when I see certain texts. I do generally assume that when there is a question in a text, I need to answer pretty quickly unless it's something from my kids like what was the name of that actor on you know uh full house and you know, whatever it's just like okay like this can wait but if it's something about plans right i have an idea of how you know quick someone should answer maybe no one else has that maybe certain people feel like i said like they can just drag that to the end of the workday or you know get some information but even if that's the case right 
you have still, even though we are aware that people have different feelings about that, we're building a resentment around the expectation that we had. So that's really important to feel, to really understand that you might be feeling these emotions because you have a thought that they just absolutely do not share in common. They don't feel that way about returning a text. So unless you say, hey, want to go get drinks tomorrow night, need to know right now though because the place I want to go, I need to get a table. Something like that where there is a time sensitive element to it. Okay, well that's that's reasonable. Now you've put it out there. Now if they don't answer for 16 hours, well that's a little bit of a problem, you know? Because now we're now it's too late and you can kind of feel like that. Don't do the boiling, they don't respect me. There's always reasons I think why people don't respond in a timely way. Usually there's a really good reason, especially if you've put it out there like that. But the point is this, you're building a story around the the non-answer. And that's what we do all the time. And it's hurting our relationships. I think about this a lot with my kids because I've got expectations about how they should do just damn near everything, you know? And when I see them just even deviate from that a little bit, I'm just, I'm livid, you know? I've got this thing where it's like, why would you do that? Have some sense. That doesn't make sense. And even though I may not say those words, my tone my shaking of the head, my, I mean, okay, you know, that response is really kind of telling them, like, I don't trust what your decision is. So whether it's your kid that's a grown adult or younger, whatever, most of our kids probably at the adult stage, you know, a sister, a friend, whenever you're doing that, that feels a way to them that makes them feel so like they are disappointing you in some way. So how do you handle that, right? Well, first you have to be aware. When you are feeling that frustration, why are you mad? Is it really something where they're being inconsiderate? Or is it something where you expected them to do or behave or say a certain thing and they just aren't doing it because they have their own brain and they have made a decision to do it differently. So be aware. That's the first step in handling this kind of problem of having these hidden expectations. Get awareness about the feeling. I'm feeling frustrated. Why am I pissed right now? Is it because they really did something that should piss me off? Or is it some expectation I had? Number two, Be careful about the story that you're telling yourself. You know, you do have a choice other than to get angry and frustrated. Think about what their honest intentions are. And you know what? 90% of the time, their intentions have nothing to do with you. They legitimately made a decision based on what they had going on. Everybody is the center of their own world. It has nothing to do with you. So then when they see you frustrated, it's so confusing. You've made this story that their intentions have something to do with you and that they're deliberately just being disrespectful, trying to not listen, being defiant. And they love that, right? Like that's the story that you tell yourself, you know, if they actually cared, like why would they do something that would make me so upset? That's not the question. 
The question is, why are you upset? What's the root of that? And and what is this story that you're telling yourself? And third, does this person need to meet your expectations in order for you to be happy? Huge one here. To me, so many times, the answer is sadly, yes. Yes, because it involves my kids most of the time. This idea that I have for them, I want them to do it in this way because if they do it in this way, then I'll feel good. And hopefully they'll feel good too. The priority is that this will feel right to me because it makes sense. Whatever the story is that you're telling yourself. But even if they make a decision and you approve of it, and that's your expectation, you're happy. But if they do something a little bit different, or maybe they're stalling on making the decision, you can't be happy. What's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? Why is it that our happiness hangs on the expectation of someone else doing a thing? And that until they do it exactly the way that we think is right, we just can't be happy. That's a problem. So we need to look more internally. Because there is something, when, whenever the question is asked, what's that doing for you? There is something about that feeling that we kind of gravitate to. It's like, um, why do you need to feel this aggravation? Why are you addicted to feeling aggravated? You know, why are you... Um, a person that just thrives and likes to swim in this sea of uncertainty and worry. We don't really need to do that. There is a true habit of worry. You just get in the habit. And we talked about a, a couple shows ago where it's like you wake up and you're like, okay, wait a minute. I feel actually pretty good. My stomach's not burning right now. What is it today that I need to worry about? Because I know there's something. Oh, I'm going to go back to this old thing that I was worried about a couple days ago. I'm going to revisit that. Okay, I'm going to put all my energy in there. That's really kind of messed up. That we need someone else to do a thing, behave a certain way, act a certain way, say a certain thing, respond in a certain uh, time frame for us to be happy. And usually when we do that and they get that, they feel that energy and they're sad or frustrated too because they're like, wait, why are you so in this decision right now? Why is this impacting you like this? It's usually people that we care about. Otherwise, Otherwise, it wouldn't matter this much, right? So why do those people that we care about, why do they need this wrath from us? Just because there was an expectation we had that maybe we didn't fully, fully communicate. And that's the last piece. Is there a way that we can communicate better so that what we're actually saying that we want, this hidden expectation, can actually be verbalized And you could have the discussion like, you know what, this would make sense to me if this ended up like this. Or if you would answer me in um, like within 30 minutes so that I can, and and otherwise, you know, like that one time that you didn't, it made me feel like you were just so disrespectful. Whatever, open it up, open up the conversation because that can really help you Lay it out for them in a way that does two things. It doesn't make them feel like crap for something they didn't even know was going on. And it's going to keep you from going right to that default emotion of frustration and aggravation. 
their effort then, once they are clear, then their effort, whichever way it goes, can be seen as perfectly fine. A sign of just that they heard you, they respected you, and they love you. And they're just, they heard you and they're going to still go this way. And then maybe they could be encouraged to talk about why a decision was made in a certain way. You just need to communicate. We all do. I'm not, this is, again, I'm always saying you, but it's about me too. We need to communicate what we expect and why and why it impacts us the way we do. Sometimes it's as easy as saying, listen, I, I'm i your mom and I love you so much that when I feel like you might do something that might end up causing you a little bit more strife, I worry then even tenfold. And they're going to come back to you with something, especially if they're an adult. And it's usually going to be like, well, I can't really help you there. I can't help that you're going to worry, but you need to know that I'm always going to make the best decision for where I am right now in my life. And you're just going to have to trust me. And that's the piece. I listened to a wonderful spiritualist talk over the weekend. My sister had me listen to her. If I can get the name, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, The feeling is that we want the people that we love around us to feel a real unconditional trust for their decisions. So when you have someone in your life and they feel that no matter what, they're going to be smart, they're going to make good decisions, and no matter which one they make, that they have an unconditional trust from you, different than unconditional love because, you know, even when you unconditionally love, we can still say, well, it was stupid. I mean, of course, I'm still going to love you. That was a really bad decision, right? But when we say there's an unconditional trust, when, when I heard that expression, I thought, man, that that really is the thing. That's you saying to that person, I'm here, and you're going to make the decision that's right for you, and whatever one you make, that's cool, and we're going to go from that point. No judgment. I trust you. I trust that you're going to think of everything. I trust that you're going to be a normal, considerate human that makes good decisions, right? But I'm going to trust it. And even if you have a little lapse in judgment, and even if it ends up that you made the wrong one, that's okay. I trusted you to make it. That's how people learn. That's how young adults learn. And this is something that, and this is how people, you know, in our age learn, right? We know that there is something to be said for releasing the burden of stuff being on us. It's not our decision to make. It's theirs. And so if they feel like you're disappointed that you have a hidden, correct answer, they're never going to feel quite right. They're never going to, because they're always going to be trying, especially my kids, they're always trying to guess what it is that I want them to do in some way. Because they they secretly do. They want to please us, you know? And I know that even if I don't say they're still trying to fish and they're trying to figure it out, I don't want to do that. I don't want to really have that impact on them anymore because what if what I'm thinking is the wrong decision for them and I'm just really skewing their ability to make it. So the important thing is, is just that you have that unconditional trust and I'm going to do this. I'm promising you right now, I'm going to try so hard to do this. 
And we're going to talk more about this because I absolutely love this topic because it applies to so many things, so many situations and relationships in our lives. We just don't trust people enough where we're just like, I'm going to have this expectation. And as soon as you don't fall in line, I'm, I'm done. We're done. Nah, you know, no, just trust a little bit more, separate yourself from it in a way that allows that to feel free for them to make it. And then when it comes to you, assess it from there with the assumption that, listen, they made it. It was their decision to make. Um, I trusted them. And now I'm going to adjust to whatever it is that they decided. And we'll go from there. And if it was a mistake, hopefully they're honest to say, yeah, I did. I made that. I thought it was the right thing to do, but I think it wasn't. So I think I might end up having to do something different. And that's always wonderful because that's what actually opens up the real dialogue. So I hope that this was uh, illuminating. It certainly was for me. I was like, man, when I when I read this, I was like, oh my gosh, are hidden expectations ruining relationships? Heck yeah, they can. They definitely, definitely can. And we all have them. We all have them. We can't help it, especially when we get to a certain point. So again, how do we handle it? First, be aware. Figure out why you're feeling the feeling and is it really what you're defining it as? Are they really being inconsiderate or disrespectful or is it just because you had an expectation and it wasn't aligned? Number two, watch out for the story that you're building around that, right? You're going to think about what their intentions are and if they love you, their intentions wouldn't be to deliberately make you get frustrated and raise your blood pressure and make you mad. That's not right? That's not the intention, but that's the story you're telling. And then that just kind of builds like a wedge in the relationship because they're, again, they're not feeling trusted by you at all. They're feeling like they've disappointed you and that's sad. We don't want that. And then ask yourself, do they need to be doing what I want them to do in order for me to be happy? And that answer, you know, is an important one. Can they just do what they need to do and make the best decision for them and you still be happy no matter what it is and if it doesn't align with your expectation? The answer has to be yes. We have to just be able to allow it, trust it, and say to ourselves, I don't need you to do some version of your life that makes me happy to be happy. I'll be happy if you're doing the version of your life that makes you happy. And it's a hard one because we don't want them to fall flat on their face and we just want to save them and we're just trying to protect them and we get it. I get it. But hidden expectations are crushing blow, crushing blow to relationships. So that is what I wanted to talk about today because I just feel like It's so common, we don't realize it, and there is an energy to it, and it comes up in all relationships, even in your, you know, work relationships. So just be aware of the energy that you're bringing when you expect something to go a certain way, even at work, and it didn't. Watch your tone, watch that energy, because we never want to make someone feel bad. And sometimes it's inadvertent, you know, we're just responding a certain way because we had an expectation, and we're just like, oh, And then that person's like, what? And then boom, it changes everything. It flipped the dynamic. It put this little weird energy out there. So just really think and consider just being open and having that trust. 
and being positive about whatever it is that a person decides because they get to decide, right? It's their decision to make, not yours, and certainly not a great move to make to have some sort of energy around it that is going to negatively impact the relationship. Okay, that's all I have for you today, my friends. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next time. Hey, friends, if you enjoy the Badass Midlife Podcast, please do a solid for me and subscribe so you get all of the new episodes when they come out, and leave a five-star review and a comment. I'd love to hear from you.